In this lesson, we're covering bonuses, guarantees, upsells, and downsells. Okay, first, let's talk about bonuses and how to offer them. On your sales page, you can just offer a product, and that's fine. So in other words, your membership. It will sell, but what really sells is when people feel that they're getting extra things thrown in. And honestly, people really do not see through this tactic. Their greed takes over and they just want to buy. Bonuses are really magic. Now here's how you do it and how you don't do it. First of all, offer one bonus. The additional things you offer will come first, before the price, like this. Say you're offering a program on running your best 5K race ever. I just can't get off this race thing, so I'm going to keep going there. I know I switched over to beer at one point, but I'm going to stay on the racing. So you pitch the program, and you tell them what they're going to get. After that, you say, I'm also going to throw in my weekly meal planner, my done-for-you nutrition plans, and my stretches workbook, all included in the price. Then you give the price. After the price, you can then say, bonus, you know, I want to give you this too. If you order before March 10th, I'll include one complimentary one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me, right? So you created value before and after the price. That's really important. But the value after the price was, it was almost like an afterthought. If you do too many bonuses after the price, it just starts feeling cheesy, like the infomercial where they keep adding things and slashing the price, right? So you want to create value with the bonus, but you also want to keep it a little toned down. An, an afterthought, like I said. So a great way to do this is to create scarcity with your bonus, and you do what we call a fast mover bonus or a fast action bonus. So you limit this bonus to the first 10 people that order. You actually can limit it if you want, or you can still just give it to everyone who orders. So two different ways. You use urgency by setting a date or even using a countdown clock, and you use scarcity by limiting the number of bonuses. And make sure your bonus kind of relates to what you're selling. I mean, you want to scratch that same itch that they have, you know, which is what they want, why they're buying your membership in the first place. This way, you're just solidifying that desire that they get even more, okay? Guarantees is next. And I always go back and forth on these because while they are powerful, they can just feel so scammy. I don't know if that's a word, scammy, but you know what I mean, uh, smarmy. But... You know, there are some good ways to do this. If it's a monthly membership, you just say, cancel at any time, no questions asked, and you're good to go. There's no need to give money back because they realize that their first month's charge is just a small amount. And if you do decide to give any money back, make sure that the guarantee is for 15 or 20 days. So by the time the second payment hits, you're already past the guarantee and don't owe them any money back, okay? So for a larger one-time course where you're just charging a one-time fee, if you offer a guarantee, you're going to give them all their money back. So try to make it unique and personal. In other words, from you. So avoid the gimmicky guarantee seals, you know, the graphics that people just pull off the internet. And I'm guilty of that. Instead, do a nice offset box with a, a personal message from you. Because I, you know, I learned this really only recently I was just putting guarantees on and I started doing it this way and it's really good. So you have this message from you and 
basically you're explaining that you personally guarantee their satisfaction and you put your name there. You can put your photo there. It works really well. Also, avoid guarantees that are definable, like guaranteeing success. I'm not sure if I explained that right, but you know, something that's definable, it's, it's where you're going to say, I guarantee that you're going to make this much money or you're going to get this many new customers or you're going to, you know, some successful level where you, you put a number to something is what I mean by definable. You're saying you will hit this because what happens is it puts you and in your member too in a tough spot when it needs to be proven. So the better way is just to be a little more vague about it and to just guarantee their satisfaction. You know, that way you're leaving it up to their discretion and less than 10% of people ever request their money back when it's based on their more subjective satisfaction. Okay. Also set a certain number of days for the guarantee. And like I said earlier, it's typically 15 or 20 days for a monthly membership or 30 days for a one-time fee type course. Some people like to choose a very short time frame for the money back guarantee, like two to three days. But the problem with choosing a time frame too soon is that the purchase is still in their memory and they, they actually will ask for their money back more often if it's sooner. You think it's the opposite because they're going to go past that. But they will ask for their money back because they're having buyer's regret or remorse at that time. So you want them to forget about it for a little while and just get into the course and start learning. On the flip side, if you make it too long, like 90 days, they may find that they're just not really using the course and they've already given up. I mean, because that happens, you know, members drop out and very common time to drop out is 30, 60, 90 days. So if you're giving them a guarantee up to that point, that's just not really good. So your requests for money back will increase by a huge amount at the 90 day time frame. So between 15 and 30 days is really, really the, the sweet spot. I can't talk today. All right. I'm not even going to edit that out. Sometimes I edit things out if it's really awful, but little things like that I'm leaving in. All right. You can see the real raw uncut version here. Okay. Next is upsells. Now this can be an upsell can be an entire course all on its own, you know, or you can just do a very small portion because there's really, there's so much to upsells, but I'll just give you an introduction to it. Okay, so whatever membership software or checkout system you're using may have upsell features already built in. So you can try them out. Just explore that, look in the help documents. The most common upsell is called a cross-sell or an add-on upsell. It's the same thing. They're referred to in both ways. And this is like when you buy a plane ticket and it asks if you want insurance. No, thanks. Continue. Then do you need a rental car? No, thanks. Continue. I rented a U-Haul trailer recently or truck. I was looking for a truck, didn't end up renting it, but I went to rent it and it brought me through seven of those. I actually went back. I went, how many of those did it just do? It was like damage insurance, trip insurance, moving boxes, blankets. Um, oh, there was even someone locally to help me move. They, they have no idea that I have seven sons, you know, that can absolutely do that. So it's funny. I mean, it, that stuff is everywhere. You see it with rental cars, you see it with uh, you know, some uh, hosting, GoDaddy hosting is a huge one. So that's the most common type of upsell, the cross-sell or the add-on upsell. In your checkout or your order form software, you just, you basically just plug in an extra product to attach to the main product. And it's pretty easy to set those up when you look at the software. Okay, quick sidebar here. Uh, what can you add on? So what type of product? Well, pretty much 
anything that relates and again it also scratches that buyer's itch so think of your bonus instead of including that free like we talked about remember we're after the price we say oh and you also get this try testing an order form where you don't have that bonus in there but you include it as a low priced upsell instead hey you might also be interested in this after checkout okay and the price on these will typically be about just to give you a, a figure 10% to 25% of the cost of the main product now if it's a monthly membership it's harder to tell what's 10 or 25% of that so figure you know maybe three four five months worth of uh, you know what when someone would typically stay but if it's a one-time product usually your upsell is anywhere between 10 and 25% so you can even gauge 10 or 25% of the the value or the work it takes you to build the product you can kind of gauge it that way 10 or 25% so that happens the cross sell that happens in the checkout before this is important before the buyer enters their credit card it's a it basically says oh you may be interested in this or however it's worded it's um add this to my to my cart kind of thing but the next two upsells happen after after the buyer enters their credit card details i'm going to drink some water here this is a rough one today all right the immediate upsell or what is called the one click upsell this is tricky i really hate implementing these because they're hard to do they're really buggy and this is where the buyer enters their credit card and then hits submit now the software and this is why it's buggy the software saves their card info temporarily it's like hanging out there in limbo and it has to do it securely so it's kind of hard to find these systems that'll actually do that because it's risky and you know then you see the screen it says you've probably experienced this where it says wait your order is not yet complete and it's like flashing or it's red or something and it says so it says wait your order is not yet complete do you also want to add you know such and such and then there's a yes add this product to my order button you know or there's a smaller button that says no thanks i just want you know name of original product i just want the the membership okay so a couple of things here first anxiety and excuse my language piss off i've had that happen to me a few times and i'm frustrated right away i just i feel like maybe my order didn't go through or they're jerking me around and they're holding my card details i don't like it at all i don't like implementing them i don't like being on the buyer side you know you also statistically lose about 10 percent of orders just because people close their browser either because they think the order went through and they're done or because yeah you pissed them off and they bailed so when they close their browser that charge does not go through it's gone as a final note the software to make this happen like i said can be pretty buggy plus this is the best i've found but spiffy forms for infusionsoft does it and also pop-up ally it's pop-up a-l-l-y like an ally and there are many you know many more but those are the ones i've used so you can test these at some point but i would stay away from them from the start and when people say oh but the your sales jump they do improve it is true statistically you're going to lose 10 percent, but you get may gain 20 30 percent more but i just don't you know i just don't think it's really all that worth it because what basically what makes these one click upsells work the reason that your sales will increase is the fact that you're in the moment remember we talked about all the chemicals in the brain you know because when you're purchasing you've made a decision to just go for it and you know you have those good brain chemicals flowing so the theory behind it is that you're pumped and you keep that energy rolling through more sales and the statistics the data does show that i mean it does work but it's tricky so stay away from it for now i do 
and um, I've done a lot of them. I just I won't even mess with it for my own. The last one is the after purchase upsell. I like this one. This is where you let them enjoy their product for a day or two, let their card cool off a bit, then you make them a really great add-on offer that gives them additional access. Maybe selling them a higher membership level, you know, for example, and. I mean, we do this for a client for a live event every year. The event price is about $500, and after the person buys, we email them a few days later asking if they want to bring a friend with them for just $99 more. And they're like, what? Heck yeah. I mean, almost everyone wants to go to an event with a friend, so we sell a lot of these. And people that bought two tickets initially sometimes email back asking for a $400 refund for, for one of the tickets, but you know, we tell them that, hey, you can bring a second friend for just $99. And guess what? They pretty much do. So they come with two friends. It works. And um, this year we added the bring a friend feature right into the cart as a cross sell. So that first one I was talking about a second ago, and that's actually been really working well too. So as a second after purchase on the same event, and another cool thing, as a second after purchase upsell for this event, we do another one. So Again, we email again later and we ask them if they want to upgrade their ticket to VIP status, which means it's like backstage access, a private dinner with the speakers, etc. And the price for this is another roughly $500 on top of it. And again, these these suckers sell. So pitching more after the purchase does really work well. And downsells. Okay, we talked about this earlier where we want to send a downsell to your did not buy list, right? So the only way to know who the people are that didn't buy is to be emailing an offer to people in the first place or to be pitching it through a webinar. Because if you're just getting cold traffic from the web to your sales page, that's not gonna tell you who scrolls through the page and just doesn't buy. You, you just don't know who those people are. So you say you have an email list or you have webinar registrants that you pitch to. And after the pitch, you see who bought. And like I've said before, you subtract these from your full list, your email list that you've collected from opt-ins and all that, or whoever you pitch to. And this is your did not buy list. It's going to be bigger than your buy list, probably. I mean, in almost every case, unless you're amazingly good at selling. Now, again, you could just send a downsell offer to your entire list. It doesn't really hurt, but then you want to actually tailor the email message to the people who didn't buy because you're going to be saying something like this. You're going to go, hey, sorry we missed you. Our course is now closed and we're sad. You couldn't be a part of it, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we do have something else for you if you're interested. That kind of message. It's written specifically to the people who did not buy the membership and did not join. Now, you can also do a downsell before you even pitch the product. Okay, so instead of offering the downsell to a did not buy list, you're basically just offering it early to opt-ins. And this is, this is a pretty cool strat uh, strategy, I'll explain. So a really great spot to do this is before a webinar. I know people that make really good money just using this tactic alone. So I'll, I'll walk you through it. So your card is closed and you pitch your prospects the registration for an upcoming webinar say in a few days so they opt in uh, they sign up and on the webinar confirmation page you say this is important you say this you say while you're waiting 
I have some amazing training for you. I mean, really like use those words. While you're waiting, I have some amazing training for you. Now, they haven't even purchased yet. They're just waiting to watch a webinar where you are going to pitch them. So a downsell can actually happen. It's, it's kind of like instead of after a purchase where they didn't buy, uh, or after they were pitched, I should say, they didn't buy, and so you, now you're going to something lower. This is where you're gonna start with the lower, and then you're gonna eventually work them up and pitch them later. And it's you're just flip-flopping it, okay? So this is happening earlier. And in this case, the downsell is called something else, so just to differentiate it. It's called an SLO, a self-liquidating offer. Now, this is priced, like a downsell, much lower than the membership you plan to pitch them in the webinar later, which is going to be in the next day or two. And these things sell like mad. Now, in this case, you want to be careful to not offer something too similar to the webinar topic or, or to the membership because the prospect is warm and they're interested. And here you do not want to scratch that same itch of the reason they signed up for the webinar in the first place. Otherwise, when they get to the pitch in the webinar, they may not buy the membership because the SLO, the self-liquidating offer that you offered them, which is that earlier downsell, right? It already scratched that itch already for them, okay? So you just offer them something that you feel that they definitely want, but something that's, you know, at least really somewhat different, okay? And again, it's the opposite case for the bonuses that we covered at the beginning of this lesson. When the buyer sees a bonus, they're at the shopping cart portion, right? They're at that phase. So they're ready to buy. They just want to buy. So you really double down at that time on scratching that itch and make it irresistible for them. But earlier, before the webinar, before the pitch, you don't want to scratch the itch. Hey, that rhymed. That was pretty cool. Okay, so that's the end of bonuses, guarantees, and upsells. There's a lot of great content in the workbooks that will really help you through all of it. So we will see you in the next lesson.